What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street podcast. There's no DMB this week, but that's not going to stop us. We're here for your listening pleasure. I'm Bruce, and I'm joined by my buddy, Nolan. What's up, man? What's up, Bruce? How's everything going? Oh, all good. I'm really excited for this show, and why don't we just jump on into it? Guys, this week, we are just going to do a This Week in DMB History and maybe talk about some of the happenings that are going on here at the end. But we're going to dive right into this show, and it's all the way back in 1998 in Antioch, Tennessee, August 7th, 1998. Nolan, tell us a little about this show. Oh, boy. First off, 1998 show, so you know it's good right off the bat. Second off, I don't know if you've ever heard of Bella Fleck, Mm. but he's pretty good. He also guests on this show. Oh, (laughs) yeah, he's slightly good. Um, I believe (laughs) that he's also from around there, and we all know that um, Jeff is from around there now, um, Nashville area, and... um, Happy late birthday, by the way, Jeff. I saw that you had a nice birthday party and jamming out on stage. Some people got some great videos of you ripping it up as usual. And um, the band ripped it up as usual, especially back in 1998 here at the Starwood Amphitheater. Ooh, man. Um, I mean, there's not much to say, but wow. They opened the show here with Seek Up, and we're going to play a little bit of the intro because... Well, I think Leroy sounded fairly good on it, Nolan. Oh, Leroy sounds incredibly good this entire show. And uh, one of my favorite parts about this segment is going back and being able to listen to Leroy Moore and Boyd Tinsley and that Mm -hmm. classic DMB sound, the OG5. Oh, yes. I I know, dude. I I know. And right here, you're going to hear one of those. You're going to hear classic Leroy Moore. Um, and him and Carter just tearing it up as seek up intros, um, tend to have had. So, I mean, seek up was not rare in 1998. It opened a ton of shows and you can tell that they were in a groove playing it. Um, so let's go ahead and listen to this seek up opener. Awesome stuff from the Grugrux King there. And yeah, we're actually going to play a little bit more of this song because it's just that good. Uh, The ending has some nice Dave, Carter, and Roy uh, back and forth as it starts to build up and go into the heartbeat intro. Oh yeah, a little outro into an intro. Gotta love that. I love that. That was just so jazzy. It was 
just full of improv. I mean, they don't do stuff like that very much anymore, and I kind of wish they did. You know, just kind of loose and jazzy like this, as if they're standing on a bar stage, you know? Some of the other things that are loose and jazzy are some of Roy's fills on Rapunzel. I mean, we miss those a lot, don't we? Yeah, listening to this show uh, for the first time earlier this week and hearing Pantala, I was like, oh, Roy, sounds so good. <laughs> um, sounded so good, we decided to open... Our show with it today and the title of the episode, Come and Relax Now. It's Leroy Moore at his finest. Yeah, it is. And um, I think that a lot of the songs here that we'll play for you today, they invite you to come and relax now. So it's a very great title. Um, let's give kudos to Nolan for coming up with that. And um, he's very, oh, very creative, everybody. But yeah, Roy has some great fills on Rapunzel. Um, go back and listen to those. And um I'm sure most of you remember what those early Rapunzel's sounded like. And um, Jeff does some of that now. They do some of that. Um, but it's just not it's just not quite the same. And that's okay. But um, we do miss it. And then it, the show continues on with a uh, nice early stay, which is pretty cool. Um, there wasn't a lot of improv in the 98 stays. But um, cool to see. And then uh, Nolan, one of our favorite, favorite DMB things that they do or used to do is up next yes it is but first quickly going back to stay i do like the outro with dave kind of hitting the falsetto note mm-hmm. i'm not exactly sure when they made the transition uh with the outro but pretty cool to hear kind of the the early stages of this song wow you don't know the exact show that they changed the outro that dave decided to do ad lib nonsense and yelling in the outro as opposed to falsetto notes wow get out of here (laughs) oh i will not get out of here because i'm going to talk about the one sweet world intro and this is one of the best moments from this show what do you think Uh, absolutely i mean the like we were talking about uh, the first time that we heard this show, um, mine was a long time ago, but I don't remember when it was because I randomly had this on my 12, 15-year-old iPod or whatever, and I was like, oh, man, like, this is perfect. And then I got to this intro, and it's almost, you know, like, goosebumps. I mean, Roy and Carter and, I mean, just the, obviously, the um, guitar riff by Dave, which is spectacular, is they just kill it. And... It's so subtle, and it builds, and then comes right back down, and it's beautiful. Um, it's about three minutes or so, and it's something that we've called for, that we want them to bring back before. Um, they haven't done it yet, maybe one day, but um, in the meantime, let's just go ahead and play one of the goats, the One Sweet World intro.
think I actually like that more than One Sweet World itself, uh, the actual song. And something we talked about last week, how fans seem to be a little tired of the kind of wall of sound of One Sweet World. I think if they brought this back, uh, people would be overjoyed with One Sweet World being played. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, there, it's just not the same anymore. And part of that is, you know, Leroy used to use... Um, there's three notes, bumpana, and Roy used to use a legato note from the second note to the third note, just kind of rolls into it. Um, and now they play three harsh, like staccato notes. It's like, ba ba ba, and it's just not as appealing to the ear, in my opinion, and to most people's opinion. <laughs> what can we do? I can't go up there on stage and be like, "Hey guys, can you play a uh, legato note here as opposed to uh, that harsh staccato?" They'd probably just knee me you could in the try. face, and yeah, I could. And then Daryl would tackle me. Yeah, like trench coat man in Charlottesville. Ooh, wow! Maybe another podcast for that one. Yes, we'll save that for September. <laughs> and other than Leroy Moore sounding incredible, the other trend of the show is Dave kind of forgetting some lyrics, and uh, <laughs> the first instance of that is with Dancing Nancy's, which is next. I had to re-listen to this twice because Dave says, Could I have been lost somewhere in Texas? Could I have been lost somewhere in Texas? <laughs> and obviously they're in Tennessee. <laughs> the crowd still cheers like he said Tennessee. When he, and I was like, wait a second. No way. And sure enough, he says Texas. Yeah, um, unless there's some alternate pronunciation of Tennessee that we're not aware of. Um, he says Texas. And um, and then he continues to not remember Dancing Nancy's by starting the song with 23 and so tired, um, as opposed to, um, you know, actually knowing the lyrics. And he left out the first few lines. Um, but it's a good version. I think Boyd does a great job on it. And then, you know, they obviously go into Warehouse, which was awesome. And then here comes the dynamite. Bella Fleck comes on stage for Crush. I'm gonna bring a friend of ours out here that lives around here with y'all. Seeing us for a little while. Go to Bella Fleck. Ooh, baby. Yeah, every song that Bella guests on on this show is just an absolute highlight. And I wish we had more Bella Fleck in these later years his appearances are few and far between and we don't like that no but i do like that i got to see him on his like return to glory at blossom in 2014 or 15 um unprepared for this podcast obviously um and jeez you can't remember the year that is sad it's brutal how why are we how do we even do this podcast with so little knowledge um but he came out and played on uh, Snow Outside in the acoustic set and then Spaceman and Grace is Gone in the electric set. And I just remember about to lose my mind when he came out in the acoustic set. I mean, I think it was rumored earlier in the day, but I was unplugged kind of. I didn't check the boards. I was making a long drive and wasn't paying attention. And <laughs> it's one of those just most surprising things ever. Um, and just, I couldn't believe it. And there he was, and it was incredible. And so was this crush. So let's go ahead and talk about it. And then we're going to listen to some of it. Um, Nolan, I think that, you know, he added some good stuff in like the verses and choruses and everything. Um, but you know, it's kind of harder to hear. I think most of it comes later in the song. Absolutely. Yeah. And the outro jam. You can hear Bella, Boyd, and Leroy. Leroy actually on the flute, which mm-hmm. sounds incredible, much like the album version. But yeah, Bella Bella really gets it going in the outro, and then it turns into the Carter show. And Carter just makes it his song every time, and it is, it's one of my favorite things that Carter does. Oh, well, I mean, in that case, let's uh, let you hear some of it.
love me some Carter, and I love me some Bella. Bella. Also love me a tour debut of Pay for What You Get next, which is yeah absurd with Bella Fleck. Oh, oh yeah, Pay for What You Get, man. We've talked about it quite a bit re- recently uh, on the show, especially mm-hmm. for a song that never gets played these days. Whatever, Dave. But uh, yeah, this is a beautiful version again. Bella and Roy just doing incredible things. <laughs> They're doing Bella and Roy things. It's a nice little interplay here, led mostly by Leroy. Um, but Bella's right there. He's kind of playing um, almost along with Dave's guitar, but then adding a couple of fills and everything. Um, it's He's holding down the fort, um, and it's beautiful. Let's just go ahead and play it. And also just kind of listen for Carter. Um, he changes up the beat just slightly here and there, and it's awesome. He doesn't, the rest of the song actually has a lot of Carter kind of changing the beat and everything, but we're not going to play it. Y'all can go find it. Um, But just this right here is Carter, Bella, Roy, Bliss. Go. soothing sounds of pay for what you get followed up by the bombastic don't drink the water yes yes we have a little medley here that bruce has cut up for us where uh we're gonna take you through the intro and then a little bit of dave outro where bella is is more prevalent and then uh the the ending to the song which is pretty unique especially if you haven't listened to many versions of this um from the olden days so bruce what do you think should we listen let's just listen here it is Thank you. 
That was pretty cool. I love the uh, Dave vocal outro, kind of like he does on some of the Dave and Tim versions from back in the day as well. Um, I've just always loved that. And Bella is just so good on Don't Drink the Water. It's it's almost unfair. Yeah, I mean, it all started on the album on Before These Crowded Streets. He just adds such a cool element to that song. And it continues uh, on the stage live. Love it. Yeah, it's almost as if that was just perfectly built for him um and especially when they played a little slower and there was a little bit more space in there for him to uh weave in and out of it's incredible and speaking of incredible what the hell happened next oh you don't know please please tell two words the stone oh yes oh man bruce's favorite part of every podcast it it really is i try to find I try to find shows that only have stone as the only reason that I ever choose any of the shows that we play on this podcast. Yeah, spoiler alert for all the listeners out there. That's all Bruce cares about. <laughs> and especially if it has Bella Fleck because he does some pretty cool stuff. He is perfect for this song, just like Don't Drink the Water. He's kind of perfect for DMB, honestly. Um, he works very well in a lot of songs. Um, but you know, if you go back and listen to it, he has some, you know, small accompaniment. He almost like he's trying to figure out what the hell is Dave doing on the guitar there. That's a neat riff. And then he kind of like starts playing along with him. Um, and he does some beautiful stuff over the chorus. And then once they hit the outro, I mean, they hit the nitro. It is. It's absurd. Yeah, it sounds awesome. And uh, it was interesting at the very end of the song, the the final uh, outro starts off Dave solo and then everyone kind of comes in together at the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. It was um it was very unique. They even kind of changed the beat up there with um Carter just kind of changes the beat. Um you yeah. know, hear it here as we're about to play it and just notice kind of like the subtle differences in this version of the stone and what we're kind of accustomed to hearing. So Bella, uh take it away.
all you listeners out there, you're probably going to enjoy this podcast the most because we're just going to shut up for most of this and just let you hear the music. So next up is Lion Our Graves, probably the highlight of the show. Hopefully you agree. Let's take a listen. Carter they are they're just magical they're unbelievable and it's pretty incredible how well they lock up together and even with Carter going nuts Bella is always just right there perfectly on beat and he's going just as nuts I just I don't understand it I don't know man these guys are a different breed uh they are just musical geniuses and uh we're not worthy yeah <laughs> exactly and um man i mean we still have some more music to play so i guess we should just kind of skip over a satellite anyone seeing the bridge into too much which they say bella was not on but i thought i may have heard him i don't know um and then there's a tripping billy set closer um and with the uh the old uh nature or not nature i don't know if it's how they should call it but whatever the old intro, um, and then Boyd destroys the outro, Nolan. 
vintage Boyd, and I say this every time we mention Boyd, but I miss this sound terribly. They are just... Uh, I'm glad they're having a great time these days on stage and are like so tight and they don't they do not mess up really um when it comes to playing their instruments but i miss the violin that's it yeah (laughs) i mean it's the sound and the energy um and there's definitely a hole there and you're gonna hear it on this full display right here i can't say that it's completely perfect um but it doesn't matter and we all love tripping billies especially you know the end when check them out boyd so let's check them out boyd also love this unique encore it is a one song encore yes you heard that correctly one song say goodbye encore whoa wow one song let's complain (laughs) i'm gonna complain about say goodbye never (laughs) i know and it's so cool because it's almost you know roy solo on the flute he that's how he starts it he just kind of starts playing the flute um and it's just like, well, okay, uh, what's going on here? And then Carter kind of starts tapping on the cymbals and stuff, and then they build into the intro. But it was kind of mm-hmm. cool. I almost want to envision that Leroy just kind of walked out there, started playing the flute, no one else is there, and then Carter walks out and starts playing, and then everyone else walks out. And who else walks out but Bella Fleck? Yes, man. Leroy is just a badass. Just a silent assassin on the saxophone. Or the flute. Or the flute. In this case, the flute. <laughs> exactly. And um, 
Carter obviously destroys the intro, as always. Um, Bella has some good stuff in there. Actually, stay tuned for the very end of the episode, because that's where you'll hear the very end of this Say Goodbye. Um, and what what a great way to wrap up this show, Nolan. I mean, and a great way to send everyone off. You know, they're saying goodbye. I think it's they should do that more. Yeah, man, I'd be stoked if I saw a Say Goodbye one song encore um i think the actual actually the only one song encore i've ever seen was a shake me like a monkey so i don't know if they could ever top that but they can try (laughs) oh man i know and um i hope you guys enjoyed this uh this show because we sure as hell did and it you know, it just made us miss uh, some old sounds and some old members. To uh, wrap up, just a few miscellaneous notes. Uh, this past weekend, Dave played in a benefit um, called the Apollo in the Hamptons 2019. The Roots were the backing band for everybody that was there. Together, they played Every Day, Sledgehammer, Come Tomorrow, Play That Funky Music, and Living on a Prayer. And uh, <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, what? So, uh, yeah, what is correct? <laughs> just a, the strangest grouping of songs, um, especially the three that Dave picked. But uh, Maggie Rogers joined Dave on stage for the uh, the role of female vocals on "Come Tomorrow," and I actually thought the song sounded good, but she did not. And I'm a fan of hers. Oof. Yeah, it wasn't great. I didn't I didn't listen to it, but I did watch Dave um, be invited onto the stage during Play That Funky Music by Jamie Foxx and come up there, <laughs> was handed a microphone, seemed that he didn't know what to do with it, and then just started <laughs> dancing. Um, yeah. It's it's incredible. So everyone, go, uh, go find the videos of this. I think um, you can probably actually find them on the DMB Gorge Crew Instagram yep. or Twitter or something. Um, I mean... The people that were on stage is just hilarious. Uh, there's Woody Harrelson. Obviously, John Bon Jovi is singing Living on a Prayer. Um, a special guest appearance of Robert Kraft on Boo. stage during Living on a Prayer. <laughs> Boo. I mean, <laughs> it's incredible. I just, it is, it's unreal. And then Dave just over there, honestly, just kind of looking awkward. But it's awesome. I mean, it's just, it's pure Dave. And it is peak Dave awkwardness, and he's <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, every, y'all go check that out. Um, it's uh, for a good laugh. Uh, Dave is just everywhere these days. I mean, he just can't stop. It is unreal, and oh, I, that's can't stops. First appearance on the podcast today. Damn it! Oh, um, Dave would be proud. Snuck it in. <laughs> he would. Um, and. You know, speaking of Dave being everywhere, him and Tim are going to uh, Riviera Maya again. Uh, they just announced this, um, I believe, yesterday um, at the Moon Palace Golf and Spa Resort in Cancun, Mexico. Um, and that will be February 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2020. So make sure to buy your absurdly expensive packages today um, and reserve <laughs> your place in the sand where you can hear Dave and Tim play three i'm sure incredible shows yet again down there in mexico absolutely and man i was kind of hoping uh one of these previous dave and tim mexico shows was going to be one of the next live tracks released but alas it was not Mm. yeah we'll have to uh we'll have to talk about those live tracks here uh soon when we have a little bit more time but um we don't and as dave and tim returns the band We'll return here in a couple weeks. Um, August 23rd, I believe, Nolan, out in uh, Colorado, right? Yes, they have a two-night stand at Greenwood Village. At Fiddler's Green. At Fiddler's Green Amphitheater. So that followed up by The Gorge uh, the next weekend, Labor Day weekend. Yes. Yes, I think they also have a show there in uh, Utah uh, somewhere, hopefully 
they have that show and it doesn't get canceled like a Utah show or two has in the past. Um, they've had some bad luck. Hopefully they get a good show this year. But otherwise, I mean, let's close this out. Let's get out of here. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed some of this music. We've got some exciting stuff um, in the works for you guys over the next couple weeks. Um, Nolan has been putting in some good leg, leg work. Um, and we'll see what comes of that. We've got some other feelers out there that I'm working on, whether it's pre-band returning or after the summer tour, but at least for the next couple of weeks, we've got some good stuff. So Nolan, that's all I'm going to say about that. And then I'm just going to let you, um, mm-hmm. shamelessly plug our social media accounts so we can go on out of here. Yeah. Stay tuned to the podcast in the next coming weeks for these these little treats I think uh, the DMB community will thoroughly enjoy. And uh, if you want to stay up to date, you can follow us on our social media at Gray Street Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And we have a Facebook page, The Corner of Gray Street Podcast. Uh, be sure to download and subscribe to our show. You can find us anywhere where podcasts are available. Oh, yeah. Please subscribe and rate and review. Give us five stars, please. And um, if not five stars, then just write us an email, uh, graystreetpod at gmail.com. And um, then we can talk about what we need to do to improve so that we make it to five stars. That would be great. All the stars. Let's do this. (laughs) And um, let's get out of here. Thank you guys for listening. Nolan enjoyed it yet again. Great show this week, dude. Um, and we'll see you guys next week on the corner of gray street. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, 
host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now on Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts.